All right, now we're recording. Yes, bitch. Yes. So let's dive into this week's topics. Yes, let's talk about them problematic preferences, honey. We got problematic preferences. Got Coco on this side. We got Jules on this side. All right, let's get into it. Cue the music. honey all right so coco do you have any stories of these problematic situations yes so let's discuss it a little bit first before we get into the questions kind of like talk about what we mean by the problematic preferences yes so i know that everyone who's listening everyone who's in this current chat right here i.e me and you have been on a dating app before and you know that when you open up those dating apps you immediately see those profiles, the ones that have tags like only looking for mask for mask, only looking for white, big cock, like, <laughs> they get ridiculous. BBC. Oh my god, that BBC. BBW. B- yep. I'm just like... No I'm, trans, I'm, no fins. I'm, I'm, I'm black, but you're not my fetish, and you're not my preference, sweetie. Like, no. Like, like, the no trans, no femmes. Like, fucking That disgusts me. me. That, I don't know what to do. Like, where am I supposed to go? Am I just supposed to, like, dive in a dumpster and say, hope, hope I find a man in here? Right. No, that's how you find your ex. <laughs> Ooh, you went there. I won't name any names, and besides, I've made peace with my exes, but let's I face it. I wish I could say the <laughs> same, but... Sometimes making peace with your exes is mostly just making peace with yourself and your attitude towards them. Yep. But yeah, so let's talk about the issues with these preferences and what it all entails. So what do you, like, I know that as a white person, I can't feel what you feel about the race aspect of that. Not into Latinos or blacks. Like, I saw that shit today. Mm Mm-hmm. And I nearly threw up. All I have reference to here is the trans and feminine side of it. And we can get into that part later. I want to know what your thoughts are on this. Yeah, for sure. So for starters, my pronouns are he, him. But also, I'm a cisgender male. Like, I sometimes might act a little girly or whatever. And just seeing stuff on profiles like not into um feminine guys or i'm just like okay well you're just not only affecting myself but other people who want to express themselves or who are just out and about and just want to be free yeah like it's none of their business and if they're not looking for somebody from that group then they can just go about their business but the but, fact that they're putting mm-hmm. it out there, like, yeah, go it on. It just disgusts me. But back to what I was saying. Oh, sorry. Something dropped. Um, Like, at this point in my life, like, I don't care. Like, I'm me. I'm going to be free. And I'm just going to do me. But what I won't allow is for you to fetishize my race. I just won't allow that to happen. Because I know how it feels on that side, and I don't want 
another person feeling like that. Yeah, nobody wants to feel less than. Nobody wants to... Oh, gosh, no. I feel like I'm looking for the same word here. Right! Oh it's, it's, there's, like, a word. It's I a D-E something. Yeah, it's, 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 there's a word for it. But Dehumanized. Just, dehumanized. That, Thank is that you. the bitch? Is that that's the, the bitch. That's, that's the bitch. bitch. That's okay, the bitch. we don't want to feel dehumanized by We don't want to feel dehumanized, you yeah. know? And, like, I... Personally, I get that people have preferences that, like we talk about types all the time. Like, oh, she has a type. He has a type. They have a type. Zizer Zim has a type. Like, and that's normalized at this point, but... Yeah, like, that's okay, but... But when you phrase it that way, like, Mm -hmm. you say that you have a preference for this type of person in your dating profile, the way it comes across is like ridiculously racist and it feels like it's fetishizing people in these minoritized groups. Yep. And it also like puts you in a situation, like a really awkward situation. Like I can think of a time when I went out with somebody like on a date, this was like a few years ago. And, you know, we meet at the restaurant, have like a drink or two, and we just start talking and he's just going on and on and on about this topic we're talking about. And then he hits me up the next day. He's like, hey, really enjoyed hanging out with you. Do you want to come over and hang out? I was like, yeah, sure. So I go over to his house and he's like calling me like son and I'm not gonna get into it, into it, but it was just, it just made me feel uncomfortable. Oh God! And I was like, I gotta go. And it's I those microaggressions. Like, yeah, it was like those little microaggressions, and it kind of felt like race play in a sense. And I know in the gay community, that's a thing, which is really disturbing. I mean, it's a. Whole I don't want to. Kin- I don't want to kink same, but at the same time, it's like that shouldn't be a thing. And if that's something that you're looking for, you need to establish that. Exactly. Like, going in. That's not something that you just... Randomly pop up on somebody. You don't throw that just out there on, like, the first date. Like, ugh. Like, he literally just threw it out there. And I was like, um, I'm a little uncomfortable. I remember I excused myself. I went to the bathroom. I was like, I think I'm going to go. The worst thing I've had happen on first date is when a guy pulled out a blade and said, can you use this on me? You told me about that. Yep. (laughs) I don't kink shame for that, but also, this is the first date. Like, I'm not out here looking for a hookup, and if I were, that should have been something that you texted about. Like, (laughs) you can't just pull out a knife on the first date. Right. We didn't even make it past the appetizers. It's like, um, sir, I'm still eating my spinach dip. I don't know about this four-inch blade. <laughs> we can bring body shaming into this topic, too. Like, It does correlate a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Okay, let's talk about it. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Yeah, people, like, I've seen, like, no fats, no femmes. That's, like, the most popular one I've most seen. Most popular. But it's, like, if you're on an app, for example, like... 
they're not paying us for this, but like Growler or Scruff or whatever app. And you see like a person that's bigger than you, but on your profile you write no fats, no femmes, only in shape. Then why the f are you on this app then? Yeah, no, that's for an app like that, for the bear community, then you... That doesn't make sense. Get on Grinder. that's where all the... Twinks and whoever the fuck you're into. Honestly, that's just for... I feel like Grinder is for everyone, but the fact that people put such exclusionary language in their profiles in their is profiles. ridiculous to me. Like I said before, love who you love, like who you like. It's 2021, bitch. And you can just be honest with someone, say that you're not interested in pursuing anything with them. And to the people who get messages like that, don't take offense to a message phrased in that specific way. Because I've seen so many posts on the internet kind of like targeting people who have those outrageous responses to messages like that. Mm -hmm. Instead of people just like blocking and ghosting, they're like, okay, let's treat this person like a human being and let them know, hey, I'm sorry, but you're just not my type. I'm looking for someone else on here i hope you understand and pure 10 out of 10 like that's the best way a rejection can go have you seen those responses that people put out there that are just like well go fuck yourself then yep i've seen those responses have you been queried to those responses like have i read like have you gotten well no not have you i know for a fact you haven't been the one to say no. anything like that no, 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 but no. have you ever received a response like that oh yes a few times but then i just often blocking that person because it's just like if you're gonna respond to me like that then no right and the most funny ones are the ones that go well okay you're ugly anyway like why were you messaging me then why did you message me in the first place exactly god like, i've gotten that one before and i'm like bitch if i'm ugly what are your standards well, the, the craziest ones to me are, you know, you're having a decent conversation with this person and all of a sudden they either stop responding and or they come back to the response, oh, sorry, I'm not interested. Then why the hell did you start up this conversation with me? Exactly. Like, what was your reason? Like, what was your intent? What did you want to get from this experience? Did you just want to say, hi, you dumb, you ugly, bye. Like, if you wanted to fuck, okay, say that. You want to go on a date? Okay, great. Say, like, be honest. And I've started taking that approach to it recently because I've started going back into the online dating pool. Mm -hmm. And I've started putting positivity out there with my rejections. I'm like, hi, I just want you to know. Like, I know you're messaging me first. I'm just not interested i hope that you can find the right person to give you the best dick at this time but i'm not the one unfortunately and i wish you all the best dick <laughs> <laughs> i hope you get all the bussy you require i can send you screenshots that's exactly how i word it <laughs> i love it the overall response is also incredible because when I say shit like that, people don't know how to act. So they just go, uh, thanks, I guess. <laughs> and that's something that we have to put back out there, too. We can't just throw the negativity back at people who are disturbed as such. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. Now, we can kind of get into, like, the deeper meaning of some of these preferences and kind of, like, when you see things, like, only looking for Latins and Blacks. Like, I've seen that one constantly. Yeah, that's a huge one, I feel like. I feel like they're, like, deep ties within fetishism and racism in here that we can just... You can definitely intertwine them, I feel like. Absolutely. I feel that fetishism in that respect like fetishism fetishism of color Mm -hmm. is an implication of racism because it doesn't really promote equality or equity it kind of it just puts somebody in a category exactly you kind of file someone into a box yeah and the same goes for i feel like the whole transphobia and oh absolutely feminism aspect yeah like there are people on these apps that specifically say like whether they're entirely against any woman coming towards them which when i see that or trans men and i immediately look at those and i feel that terms like that are dehumanizing because if you Mm -hmm. separate trans women from women that's problematic and if you separate trans men from men that's problematic that's Mm -hmm. transphobic because you're neglecting the realism of their gender identity and that's entirely and you're basically pushing them away you're not accepting them exactly or the community like what you're looking for is a part in someone's pants you're not looking for anything else here yep Oh gosh, there was something deeper that I wanted to touch on there and I completely spaced on it. I have all my notes written down here. Oh man, I hate when uh, that happens. Yeah. Oh gosh, we can kind of get more into that misogyny aspect of it though. And how I was that looking kind of at ties that too, in. yeah. Yeah, how that kind of ties into that transphobia because I get it. We're on apps like Grinder, Scruff, Growler, like because we are, you know... Mm. <laughs> Limp, yeah. r- limpy wristy like <laughs> we're all just a little <laughs> just you know <laughs> oh my gosh sorry I learned that from the youngins on TikTok the only thing I wish upon our community our LGBTQI plus community is just to be open just be open to yourself and to somebody else absolutely period and when you are honest with someone be careful with how you're being honest with them yep because words have such a deep impact on people they do for sure we've all been bullied we're if you're part of the lgbt community then you have been bullied in your lifetime no ifs ands or buts about it You've been questioned, you've been bullied. Unless you were raised in some sort of, like, gay compound. I don't know if that exists or not, but... Gay compound. Maybe there's just, like, a bunch of drag queens that are keeping (laughs) guard at the entrance. I don't know what's going on there. I mean, to be fair, this sounds amazing. Can we start... I was about to say, that sounds (laughs) amazing. Can we, like, start something like this? Seriously. Just, like... A bunch of queer folk, a bunch of queer youth just, like, playing at a playground in the middle of 
the desert, but it's air conditioned and they've got just Sprite in all the corners on dispense. And then people like Trixie Mattel are just there guarding the entrance with an AK. Just, I fucking dare you. (laughs) Please and thank you. Or here comes Miss Blanca, like, coming over. Yes. Yes. Is Nina Flowers in there, too? Please and thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nina. Love and bless. Yes. I only just recently started dra- started watching Drag Race and life-affirming. <laughs> anyway, back to the topic. Back to the topic. Back to the topic. We talked a little bit about the fetishizing of the trans community. I kind of talked a little bit about that. We touched on that. Yep. We touched upon we touched upon several different things within, whether it was race or um, how somebody acts, their pronouns. The problematic distinction that people try to make between women and trans women which is inexplicable in my mind very i feel like this topic that i have in mind kind of ties into everything how about ageism because ageism i have a note here on ageism a little later on huge yeah and i kind of figured we would have a pretty lengthy discussion on that oh topic. yes i do have a lengthy topic about that yeah and we i know that we kind of have a couple differences on that topic or we have in the past so we can kind of get into that yes it's funny i actually do have a story recently <laughs> about that i have a i've made a big bullet and i was like i know for a fact i know for a fact jules is gonna bring it up and we're gonna get into it So, the topic here on this one are age ranges on dating apps and age preferences in people's descriptions of their profiles. Is that evidence of prejudice and discrimination? Mm -hmm. That's number one. I'll let you start. (laughs) I'll let you start. So, for example, that's like me going to a workplace, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And just filling out an application, and the first question goes, are you between the ages of 25 to 35? We'll just randomly do that. And if I'm younger than that or older, they're not going to pick me. Same thing goes for a dating app. If you're not, the, you're not between those ages, then I'm not going to be speaking to you. Someone's bringing in their HR background. Yes, bitch. And that's, that's totally understandable. my little thing about ageism. What's your take on it? So, you know that we've had that conversation a bunch of times before, but let's bring it For into sure. the public eye here. Yes. So, I personally, I don't have issues with it. Like, not true issues with people who date outside their age range. But it's mm-hmm. my... And this is where we get into, like, where I, like tread right across that line there with the preferences because I sometimes have difficulty with kind of clicking with people who are outside of my age range. Mm-hmm. And um, now this is a little bit more difficult because since we last spoke, I am now talking to another individual who is actually older Ooh, than how me. How old is he? I think 44. 
Okay, he is zaddy. Oh, okay. Colton. Okay. Ooh, okay. I think a little bit of me brush off on you. Because <laughs> 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 for those who are curious, Jules over here is a daddy chaser. Oh, shut up. He looks for them silver foxes, you know. Uh, and I, like, a while ago, we're not going to say like it was forever ago, because we okay. just had the same conversation not even six months ago. Yeah, we did. Where I talked about my own preferences and how I wasn't sure if I could ever necessarily be with somebody who was outside of my age range. Like, anyone who was over 30. And... I was a little uncomfortable at first because this one guy I was talking to for a while, I was like, okay, he cute. Maybe he's like pushing 30. I found out that he had a son who was my age. And oh, I know exactly who you're talking about. I know, I know. And I know that this is actually going to get back to him because he <laughs> watches all my content constantly. Oh, he subscribed? Yes, he subscribed. Honey. Oh, bitch. In fact, I just messaged him earlier today. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, gosh. But, like, at first, like, I didn't realize, like, when I was leaving to go to his place until he Mm. messaged me saying that his son was going to be there. I wasn't aware that he was older than me. Mm. And at first I was a little uncomfortable with that, honestly. And Yeah, if you're not used to going outside those boundaries and it kind of puts you in a little thing right but honestly full disclosure full disclosure some of the best sex in my life (laughs) i'm telling you man (laughs) it really is some good shit (laughs) oh honey he know how to work like these men know how to work I'm not saying all. Not all. But no. some. Not every. No. Like, <laughs> I feel like some of us were just blessed, you know? Yes. We knew what to do. We know what to do. Slash, we kind of became sluts and kind of figured it out. But there's no shame in that. It takes trial and error, for sure. I'm mm-hmm. not going to lie about that. But even after that, even after I left that night. Mm hmm. I still felt a little uncomfortable with it. And I kind of like, it started this internal debate, you know, you know how those go. Mm, Yeah, I know how those go. Kind of became that internal debate of like, was I uncomfortable the entire time? Like, or was I in the moment and just like living for it? If I am uncomfortable, why? Like, what was the problem? What was my right. what was my problem? This man was sexy. This man had a lot of energy. Let me... <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, he had the focus, the drive. He was a great candidate for the job. Good candidate. Good candidate. Yes, yes, All yes. Right. So, if I was uncomfortable after, what was my issue? Because he also followed every rule of conduct... Followed. That's good. That's like he good. took every step to make me comfortable in his home. Like 
You see, I like it what when was that my happens. Like, what was my hang When up they make with you it? feel comfortable and treat you like a queen, okay? As they mother should. As a mother should. Yes. But I still had a hang up with it. And even like when I talked to you about it again, probably like three or four months after I had the exchange with him, like I was still trying to feel my way through those emotions. But now here I am and I've kind of come to that conclusion. I don't know. Like to this day, I still am like kind of working through that. Mm -hmm. Like, honestly, I will continue kind of like searching for relationships within like people in my age range. Yeah. But now I'm not like, I'm not necessarily excluding people who are older than me either. The way I used to look at it was if someone's like older than me, like whether they're in their thirties or forties, I feel they are at that maturity level and they should know more in life about the experiences you know it's challenges whatever Mm -hmm. it may be but that's not all necessarily true oh for sure not and i learned that the hard way some of these men are childish as you know my story Mm -hmm. talked about that one for a hot minute on our last episode ghosting and being ghosted i know this is a different somebody but ooh. Mm-hmm. Oh no! This is—I'll call him Mr. Charlotte, because when we're all—because okay. we're all living together. Remember, I would go out when he would come for the weekend. Oh right! Oh, yeah. oh. And he lived in Atlanta. Oh. It was this. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. I know. And remember, I'd stay up in those I hotels. I remember. I know. And yep. y'all would freaking laugh. <laughs> Be like, slut. <laughs> I mean, I was a daddy chaser. You ain't wrong. But this was like an actual thing. But then it just got out of hand. And Instead of being a gold digger. Grown ass men you are, are just childish. Digger. They're just childish. On a side note, I think he had a drinking problem. Well, I know that for a fact. Like but going means. off to what you were saying, though... It's funny, because right now, I told you the reason somebody I'm talking to right now, and that we FaceTimed, what I just told you off camera. Mm-hmm. So he's 26. So he's within my age range, because I just turned 25. I remember we talked about that before, kind yeah. of like my surprise with that. Right, and it's funny you say you're surprised, because when I FaceTimed him, my best friend Megan goes, Oh, hey, so-and-so, so nice to meet you. And Megan looks at me, she's like, how old is he? I'm like, 26. She's like, what? <laughs> You're dating somebody, like, in our age group? I'm like, yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> We're not dating, but, like, talking to, but, yeah. It was just a funny thing. Because you said literally the same thing. You're like, What? Because everybody kind of knows me, like my personality, and that I like to date older and seek that friendship and connection. Mm-hmm. But like I keep on saying, like you keep on saying, you know, you just have to be comfortable within. I wouldn't call it a, a preference, but 
ideally it is. You kind of... I mean, I feel like everyone does have a preference. It's a preference. Let's just yeah. not sugarcoat it. But it's there a is a problematic way to communicate those preferences. Yes. And that's where the issue comes up. But yeah, we'll see where this goes. I might be flying to go see him. Fly, fly away, honey. Fly, fly away. Get that what? Get that what? Get that dick. Oh, we talk about it, believe mm. it or not. I had a feeling. It usually leads to that. Usually, not always. But, it, I mean, it's... We have some really good conversations, though. Like, about life and, like, what we both want in a relationship. Oh, something pure. Something actually pure. Because I'm out of my hoe phase. I've experienced it. I'm not saying I won't go back. But it's just, I'm in a different phase in my life. And I want something more. You see, I'm kind of getting back into my whole phase. So I'm looking for a little more lengthwise. That way, you know. Whatever floats your boat. Whatever tickles my pickle. Mm -hmm. This is absolutely going to be rated M. M. <laughs> Rated M for mature. Rated M for my good God. Why the hell am I letting my children listen to this? Oh, I hope no children <laughs> are listening to this. Fingers crossed. <laughs> I'm not looking to get sued. Do we need to you. add a disclaimer ahead of time? I mean, I, I mean, already... We, we already put it in the description. We did. We did put it... Well, we didn't just put it in the description. I also tagged it as... Being for mature audience when we posted these episodes. Mm -hmm. So we're safe. Legally, we're safe. Legally. Okay. If you just gave your child a phone, turned on Spotify, and said, let go, let God, then Sis, that's on I can you. do nothing to help you. Also, I, quick side tangent right here. Mm -hmm. I need you mm -hmm. to know that I came back from the pool and took a shower. Mm-hmm. And my good God, my hair loves the pool so much. Like, these curls are popping. I'm about, about to say, are they popping? I need oh have God. some curly hair. Here, I'll send you a selfie real quick. You, I want our audience to get a live reaction to this mm. business. Get a live reaction. After my skincare routine, too, my skin is glowing. Speaking of skincare, like, I've been neglecting mine. So, like, last week I, went, I walked up into Target... I got some, like, sunscreen moisturizer for my face. So in the mornings, I'll put it on. Yes. Yes. My face won't break out or anything. I went to the dermatologist today, and he told me that he could tell that I was taking care of my skin. I told him that I put on sunscreen before coming in today, and he said... Yes. Okay. Okay. You should Someone listens to their doctor. <laughs> Everyone put on sunscreen before you go outside. But also yes, let it sit always. 30 minutes to soak in before you go outside. Doesn't matter what kind of skin tone you are, put on that sunscreen. Because those UV rays, mm -hmm. they don't come to play. It's like, the sun does not discriminate against people with melanin, honey. Mm -mm. It will f*** you up. Oh yeah, it will. Look at us, ebony and ivory. We both need that damn sunscreen, honey. 
I might need a different SPF, but honey, <laughs> put it on. <laughs> put it on. Yeah, I think my SPF, my face sunscreen's like 35. Yeah, mine's 70. <laughs> Dang, bitch. <laughs> Bitch, have you seen me? Do you get burned easily? Oh, yes, I do. Well, I know your your body burns if you don't put I mean, it on, but your face. I didn't used to get, like, sunburn as easily. Like, I used to tan really well as a child. Mm-hmm. Like, 10 to 12, I was golden. Like, literally golden skin tone. Like, I would tan so beautifully, and I had the most gorgeous, like, little caramel tint to my pale white skin like there was just that little kiss of sun you know and it would just like balance out beautifully i didn't have to worry about burning i would just put on sunscreen once like go sit in the sun a little bit play around a little bit take a dip in the water come back go inside eat a sandwich and be done I would oh, be... no. You need to reapply that shit. Well, I, like I said, I went inside and had a sandwich and I'd be done. Like, that was it. I would go inside. I would marinate in the sun just long enough and then take my dip, go inside, eat. I was done for the day. Mm, I got you. I got you. If I would go back out, then I would reapply. And, of course, it kind of, like, elevated to that to little tan system, eventually. Sis didn't go back outside. Sis didn't need to reapply if sis wasn't going to go back outside. You feel? I feel. I feel. I wasn't dumb. I mean, I am dumb now, but I wasn't dumb then. (laughs) Oh. I became dumb after puberty. That was 13. (laughs) (laughs) So 10 to 12, I was fan. Fantastic. Lord have mercy. Okay, what else can we touch on here with the problematic preferences? Oh, let's see. I feel like we touched a little bit on misogyny, but we didn't really get into it. Yeah, we didn't really get into it. So we can kind of talk about the implications that the transphobic behavior has towards the misogyny. Mm -hmm. Because that's how I kind of take it. That's whenever I see no... Like, no fems, no trans folk, like, on your profile. That's how I take it, is it's kind of, like, misogynistic behavior. You are against anything with any sort of feminine affirmation to it. Or the same thing goes... Any sort of person with any feminine attribute. And you can put that on towards the masculine men, too. Absolutely. Anything that's, like, mask for mask on your profile, I am absolutely calling you the out. It's so misogynistic. That's like in a cis-straight couple, you know, you have the guy be like that manly man and the girl being that typical girl. So when you say, like, you're, um, so when you say that, do you mean, like, people who are, oh, he brings home the bread and she stays home and cooks and cleans the whole... Yeah, like, in that type of sense. Like, in that gender role sense. Yeah. And that's insane to me. There's a lot of insane to me. I'm just, I can't wrap my head around stupidity and problematic, like, bigoted behavior. You feel? Oh, yeah, I feel completely. But I feel like it also ties into the way that person was raised. Whether it was learning those gender roles at a young age, like the man brings home the bread and the woman stays home, or, you know, the man's supposed to chop wood or whatever the fuck. You know, 
bring home the lumber to throw on the fire pit to keep us from dying of cold and getting dysentery. So Some we can, shit like that. That way we can finish the Oregon Trail. Like, I don't know. Whatever these straight folk care about. Honey, I don't pay attention anymore, so <laughs> I don't know. But, oh gosh. Oh, there was something again. I just, I just barely lost it. Come on, bring it back. Oh, bring, it back. bring it back. Bring it back. Bring it on back. Bring it, bring it on back. Sorry, I was distracted by this giant ass bird outside my window. No, you're okay. But on the unside note, look at them curls. I just got the picture. Ayo. They popping. Hey, what's popping? Oh, something about gender roles specifically that I was kind of aiming for. I don't know. You might have covered it when I was talking about it. When you were talking about it. Mm-hmm. Goodness. Okay, yeah, there we go. So my initial aim with talking about that was... Whenever you see anyone who's saying mask for mask, or if they are explicitly like assigning those gender roles within their household, regardless of their sexual preference, so like if like like especially for the LGBT community, we cannot be promoting this misogynistic behavior. We can't be promoting the that with this like mask for mask preference. This no no fems no trans like this transphobic behavior there as well. This is childish it's childish it's kind of manipulative in a sense or it can be absolutely like when you kind of promote those ideals then you like when you phrase it that way on your profile and you kind of put it out there that way it's so degrading to women of any background you feel Mm-hmm. To say that someone who has any sort of feminine attribute is not worth your time or energy because they're not within your preference. Like, what does that say about you? Like, is what's so toxic about their feminine behavior? What issues do you have to work through that you are not attracted to someone who just has a little limpy wrist and sips on their iced coffee a little bit too much, honey. Like, what's wrong? That part. That part. Like, what did we do to, like, deserve that kind of negative energy from you? And I can kind of bring that to a point here when I'm on these dating apps. I one time had a guy who I was talking to, and we were kind of vibing for a second, and then he went back and read my profile. Mm Mm-hmm. And he read that I was gender fluid. He read that I used they, them pronouns. And he literally messaged me. He At first he asked what that meant. And I was like, okay, I'll give him the benefit of the oh, doubt yeah. here. Get, educate like him a little bit. Like you it's know. a semi-new concept. People are still learning more about it. People are still kind of coming to terms with the breaking of the gender binary. Mm-hmm. So I gave him the benefit of the doubt there. And after I told him what it meant to me and how I identified. He literally responded. That's too complicated for me. I'm only into mask. I'm only into true men. Bye. And then blocked me. His loss. Very true. His loss. But. But I could see how like that could affect you though. Like that is so degrading and dehumanizing. Like yeah, no, I'm not 100% of anything, you stupid fuck, but... 
the fact that you look at me and you immediately say you're not 100% this, you're not 100% that, you're 0% for me. Like, that's disgusting. Literally. Because I'm already kind of writing this line where I don't... And sure, maybe part of this is in my own kind of mental playing field, my own mental battlefield here for my mental health, where I'm kind of like writing the line of masculinity and femininity and trying to maintain a balance of androgyny here for my own sake and to kind of maintain my comfort with my gender identity because this is frustrating Mm -hmm. like if i had it my way i wouldn't identify this way because i have what's that internalized homophobia and internalized transphobia because i see an issue with this and i would absolutely feel much more comfortable as a cishet person but guess what this is where i am and these are the battles that i'm fighting and you saying shit like that to me is so it's dehumanizing and it's discriminating. It pushes me back so many steps. Like, I've been making so much progress, and whenever I hear or see something like that, it just continues to set me back. I am trying so hard to just be myself and be happy. And whenever you say something like that, boop, ten steps backwards. Yep. It's just when will they learn? Like when will people finally be educated or educate themselves and want to learn? There's only so much we can do to kind of educate the community. And we can't force people to learn these aspects and these topics, mostly because government workers won't allow us to kind of put our foot in the door and allow LGBTQ plus topics to be integrated into the public school system but you know that's just my take on it and if we had education like that there would be a lower suicide rate by people within the lgbt community but you know well i've i think i read somewhere a little while ago that they're actually trying to incorporate um safe places for students like from grades k through 12 like some type of like counseling or resources for those students who don't know who they are, don't know who they identify as, or even have questions. I wish I had that growing up. If we had that growing up, it wouldn't have taken us so long to come out. Facts. Because back then- I wouldn't have had to come out a second time. (laughs) Right. I feel like back then, I say back then, but really this is like- Back in my day. This is like five, six years ago. Back when the buffalo roamed. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, back like when I was like in middle school, high school, like being around like that, I'm sure you could agree to like that, like masculine energy and, you know, the hormones and all that shit you go through. I wish Mm -hmm. they had like things for people questioning about their sexuality and resources for students like, oh, this is what my body's going through. This is how I'm wanting to react to it. This is who like I'm attracted to. You know. Yeah. And when we were going through puberty, all we had was like a 30-minute clip that they showed us on VHS. And was then, it VHS? Oh no, mine was on DVD, honey. For us, it was VHS, and oh, then you way back there in the times. And then they fielded 
questions for about 10 minutes. And then they gave everyone a free stick of deodorant. A free mini stick of deodorant. I got the the stick of deodorant. I got that. And then they sent us on our way and they were like, all right, don't talk about this. Bye. (laughs) Like, what the ever-loving fuck? Yeah, they didn't really go into, like, any detail or any depth. But yeah, I wish, like, our generation, like, would have had that support and, you know, those questions that we wanted to ask. Absolutely. Because I feel like, like you said, like, we would have came out a long time ago versus later on in our young adulthood. And I feel like part of that we can tie into how our parents were raised and how people are taught to react to queer individuals, like how cishet people are taught to react to the LGBT community. Mm-hmm. And I feel like part, like part of this is kind of veering way off topic, but I feel like it's all tied together. So it, it tracks, it all tracks. It all tracks. Yeah. Like nobody teaches parents how to raise LGBTQIA kids. That's true. That's a big thing. So yeah, that puts a lot of pressure on us to be more forgiving when they make those slip-ups and they make those mistakes. And yeah, that is really unfortunate. Kind of sucks ass, but we've got to power through it because if we can power through it and we can help them make those changes and we can help them learn then we can help the next generation learn as well how they can help their queer kids and how they can help their trans kids and how we can continue to grow. Like Our parents are giving us the opportunity to teach them now. Yeah. For sure. And I've gotten that a lot with my family. Like, my uncle came out i don't know 500,000 years ago he's probably going to kill me for if he listens to this <laughs> <laughs> i think he might have told me this story though and my dad he was i don't know that was about 495,000 years ago to him <laughs> <laughs> oh dramatic so dramatic my dad's the younger one that's all i'm required to remember <laughs> But when he came out, there wasn't a strong support system, and Mm -hmm. I don't have the authority to tell everyone about his coming out experience. I don't have the authority to tell everyone about his entire livelihood and how that affected him, but I can tell you that my grandma absolutely took that opportunity to learn and kind of grow as a parent because she gave him the opportunity to teach her what it meant and kind of teach her like how to continue loving him. Oh, that's so sweet. May Elizabeth Ann Davis rest in peace. Total icon right there. Yes, ma'am. Did you have any other questions for me on the topic of preferences? I'm trying to think. Because we pretty much covered everything and I asked what I needed to. Do you have any questions for me or anything that we didn't cover? We covered just about every topic. All right. 
what's one like what's the final question that you could have for me i'd say the final question i'd have for you would be do you think that we'll ever get past the transphobia the racism and the ageism in our community that's like a, as a whole that's a big question it is a big question <laughs> i have hope that we'll get past all of the bigoted like all of that bigotry in the future like are you asking specifically within our community or like all around reaching with humanity as a whole because that's a bigger ask i'd say like with within our community let's just keep it within gotcha yeah within yeah. our community absolutely but we have to continue having conversations like this and we have to continue for fighting for our rights yeah we got to stand up for ourselves and we've got to stand up for each other mm-hmm. how can you just be for gay rights but not for feminism how can you just be for like minors rights but not gay rights you've got to if you're gonna stand for equality and equity then you have to fight for others as well as yourself you can't just be in this for selfish reasons you've got to fight for everyone to have the same rights as you and I feel like we can get there within the LGBT community. We can I feel get like there. We can We've get got there to... as well. We have. I feel like now we have more than enough resources, but yeah. still not enough. But we're getting there. Absolutely, ten out of ten. Agree. Like a lot of celebrities and activists are standing up and speaking out about the community, which I love same here and we just have to keep supporting these movements we've got to keep having these conversations with each other whenever we see any single drop of behavior that is questionable that we deem problematic we have to be brave enough and confident enough to have those conversations with our friends and family and we have to kind of work through those topics we can't just sit on the sidelines and let the shit continue going no. no that's that's how we developed these issues with ageism, misogyny, racism, and the fact that we've got transphobia in the LGBT community. F out of here. We're grown, we're mature, we can have these conversations. We can end the hate right here and right now. And if it makes you uncomfortable, then you can just get the f out. If you're not comfortable with talking about equality and equity, then you have no business being here, Hanny. Period. You're only fostering growth for hatred and future bigotry and depression and anxiety for other members of this community. Like there is, you have no business being, just in general, you have no business being. <laughs> and that's on period. And that's on the fucking period. What's your question for me? So your question kind of like covered bigotry as a whole. Mm-hmm. I'll make mine a little more focused. And yes, I am explicitly targeting you. Sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. I am here for it. Do you think we'll explicitly push past those boundaries? Like, not those boundaries, but um, do you think we'll explicitly push past those kind of blockades and barriers for 
femme people and people of color within the LGBT community in our lifetime explicitly. Because I know that... that was a good one. Yeah, because I know that those are definitely very true to you. Yes, they're very true to me. Um, I feel like we are making progress. Not a whole lot. Because people don't realize that pride started with black queer people. Black trans women. Yes. And that's what most people don't understand. Power to Marsha P. Johnson specifically and explicitly. Thank you, Miss Marsha P. Mm-hmm. And I feel like now, since people are starting to educate themselves on transgender people of color issues, and just and the African American community as a whole, I feel like it's getting a little bit better. But there's still a whole lot of progress that needs to be made. Absolutely. And of course, I'm saying that from an outsider's perspective. Oh, no, honey. I don't have enough experience. Like, as a black queer person, like, there's still a whole lot of things that need to be discussed within the community. And there still needs, I feel like, a movement within kind of like within the black queer community itself yes within itself sorry yeah yeah i think i will touch on the topic because i feel like it's not talked about enough but there's i wouldn't say this well i would say discrimination but a lot of black gay people or trans people don't really date within our community and I feel like that's not talked about enough. Because kind of going back to what we sp- spoke about previously about preferences and this and that. I've seen on some profiles on Grindr or any dating app with a black person saying not into blacks, only into white, Latino, whatever. And that kind of offends me in a sense. Because why are you putting down somebody within our community and just excluding that whole race, your own race as a whole? Do you know, like, do you think that there might be any sort of specific reasoning behind that or any sort of specific mindset? I honestly don't know because I I have never asked a person who had that on their profile because it just disgusts me that I just ignore it or just block that person. Part of me wonders if that kind of builds back into the misogyny kind of built within our community into humanity as a whole at this point. Yeah. And I feel like that's what humanity's problem is with the LGBT community too. That's it all kind of is ingrained within misogyny. Like you can bring religion into it if you want. You can say it's not God's way if you want, but I feel like in the end, it kind of is ingrained in that feminine personality and aspect that's related to being a man who loves a man. And of course, this is just from like our own perspective. We cannot do anything for the lesbians in the world. So sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, you're on your own. <laughs> that sucks. That's even worse. It really is, though. Yeah. Actually... Scratch that. That's built-in misogyny, too. That's like that's double women. That's double misogyny. 
It is. Damn, double homicide. <laughs> Hashtag damn double homicide. <laughs> Sorry, I kind of went on the side tangent there when we were supposed to have the final question. No, you're good. But I felt like we that part was whole left out, though. And that was a really good question. I'm glad that we could round that out perfectly. All right, we'll have to do our closing here. I think that covers everything on my list. Mine as well. All right, let's do our outros, honey. Remember, everybody, this is Coco signing off, but I'm going to need y'all to just continue loving one another and just fix your outlook on our own community and people within our community on any side, any background, any person from any varying minority group remember that anything that you say or put out there has a deep harsh impact on anybody who reads it mm-hmm. we gotta be kind to one another we gotta love one another we gotta fight for one another stand up for one another and that's on period mama jules i'm gonna let you sign out all right y'all this is jules and off of what coco said you just have to love yourself and love your neighbor and respect them Mm -hmm. and protect our black trans women and stand up for your right stand up for your rights honey and that's on period and that's on my period. All right, everyone. This has been Coco and Jules Petty Podcast. Alrighty, guys. You have a wonderful week. And we'll catch you next time. Enjoy the weather. Unless it's raining. In that case, whoops. You're not in Charlotte. Sorry. <laughs> All right. I love y'all mucho. Y'all have a good night. Stay kind. Stay cute. And stay classy. Mm-hmm. Bye. 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 You done?